Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. The Peanut Gallery, a Charlie Brown-themed art show at Meltdown Comics, February 5th at 7 p.m. Everybody knows Charlie Brown. Peanuts have been a part of comic and animation history for over 50 years, influencing many generations of cartoonists and artists. Now, come check out over 100 artists from all different backgrounds draw these classic characters in a way you've never seen before. Grand opening is Friday, February 5th, 2016, in the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics, 7522 Sunset Boulevard. A new service coming to Meltdown Comics, Moped Hero. $5 comic book delivery in Los Angeles, serving Hollywood, WeHo, Bev Hills, Echo Park, Silver Lake, Midtown, and Downtown. A proud partner with Meltdown Comics. What it is, is basically what it sounds like. A dude on a moped going about Los Angeles delivering you your comics. Forget Amazon. Take up Moped Hero. Sign up at www.mopedhero.com or call 425-736-6476 and get those comics delivered via moped. Deadpool with cake shirt. I am. Uh, it's a comfortable shirt, and I thought I haven't worn this in a while, and it seems fitting because it's coming up. It is. I finally saw the advertisement of of the Valentine's Day looking. I still haven't one. seen that. One. I know it was. It was a weird. Like I saw it all over social media. And it was like I don't believe this exists, and I, finally saw it. I. It's I, down sunset. I kind of thought the maybe it's direction. like. A billboard that they got one of, yeah, and it's you know you just have to go find it. Same for the the emoji one. I haven't seen that. I I don't think I've seen that one either. I uh, I th- I feel like if they did too many of the Valentine's Day ones, it, it would, would just it would just be too too deceptive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, on Ventura Boulevard, where uh, closer to where I'm at, it's it's a pretty like standard. Like, where do you get a load of me? Yeah. And just like him. I see a lot yeah. of those. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited. Are Are you planning to see it when it comes out? Are you going to take Desiree? Yes and yes. Yeah? Not like a, a midnight thing. No. But but yeah, maybe on Valentine's Day or... Probably, ne- probably not Valentine's <laughs> Day, but that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I um I don't know. I Maybe... I don't know what my my mom's birthday is on Valentine's Day, so it's always it's always an interesting holiday because I'm like, yeah, let's do something with someone if I'm dating, but it's also like either call your mom or spend time with your mom. Yeah, on her birthday, she's had enough now that she's like, ah, go go do with that whatever. Yeah, um, you'd be like, let's go spend Valentine's Day with my mom. <laughs> Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah. Um, for those of you listening, Eddie, uh, is, is not here with us. It's very early in the morning as well, opposed to... He is here, but he just fell asleep in the corner. He did. And, uh, he's he, not going to wake him. He, we tried, um, 
We tried giving him coffee and it just wouldn't work. I actually did buy coffee for him and yes. Now you owe me a coffee, Eddie. Um so we looked at the week of of sort of nerdy news that's come out and there wasn't much wasn't much breaking. It was just a lot of speculation. A lot of speculation, a lot of little stuff that's kind of like tidbits but nothing nothing hard and juicy. Yeah. There was a photo that was released of Batman standing over we're not sure if it's uh apocalypse or maybe like a terraformed again possibly metropolis like earth with the omega symbol in in the ground burned in the ground um which pretty much confirms what I I think what I thought the second that I saw parademons was this has to be a nightmare like dream sequence that I think it's almost 90% confirmed that when we see trench coat Batman fighting uh, Superman police and um, about to get out when parademons are flying, that seems like it's maybe not so grounded in the, the reality of, of um, the film for Batman versus Superman. I'm glad that they didn't show Darkseid if they're planning on showing him. Because we already got a glimpse at Doomsday that I, I felt like, eh. I get why they did it, because they wanted to show, they wanted to get the not, like, diehard, following everything crowd that's like, well, who are they? Who are they are just going to fight each other? Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, get why they revealed Doomsday, but I'm really glad they didn't reveal Darkseid, if yeah. they have a Darkseid to reveal at this point. We've all got a Darkseid. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree. <clears throat> Though I had kind of read that, uh, well, I don't even know. I read a lot of stuff and then I kind of just forget what it is. I know. But like, Beowulf came in. Um, Mr. Beowulf Jones sometimes does the sound uh, in the Nerd Melt showroom. He came in and he's like, Did you hear uh, Zack Snyder talked about how he would be okay with um, Batman killing people? I was oh, like, Oh, yeah. That's- I. I, I I was like I I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Cite your source, please. And he was like delving deep into the internet to find that and he couldn't do it, which I basically he sort of got me like on the spot and I was like I feel like if it's justified like anything, I could maybe see that. That being said, Batman is a character that I wouldn't go that route with unless there was something like super warranted um so i don't know if that's maybe just going to happen in the dream sequence that we alluded to or or what but yeah i i know that he has a gun but i think that's more like uh he has like he has a sniper rifle in one like a big taser yeah if if that's what that gun is that's in his hand or a beanbag gun yeah um he has that gun he has a a scope um, sniper rifle that they show him having in uh, Dark Knight Returns, but I can't. I think it's just like a more high-powered uh, grappling gun. I don't remember. So I know this is a more militant-looking Batman than we've seen, but I wouldn't be so quick to jump to that means he's going to kill people. Yes. And I wonder if it's like a sort of like smear campaign against. 
Zack Snyder to just I'll oh, just throw out that little tidbit and then enrage the fans like preemptively. Um, yeah, I it's it's certainly headline clickbait. Yeah, it, it is. I and looked it up real quick, and uh, my first my first place I went to birth movies death. <clears throat> yeah, headline: Ben Affleck's Batman is a murderer. But I'm, I'm gonna wait and see what that says. Yeah, I. It just felt very clickbaity, and it didn't. Uh, nothing that I could find because I found like maybe an article or two seemed like anything was concrete. It just felt very speculative. Which, yeah, it's for me. Superman. I've seen Superman kill, and even though he he's supposed to have Midwestern values, like I've already seen him do that in the comics, even before yeah. Zack Snyder made the choice to do it. And I mean, it felt necessary in the it, movie. Yeah, I'm glad that you feel that way yeah, because there's so many people that which drove me nuts. Don't, it's yeah, it's 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 essentially baby Superman. Yeah, and he's literally got nothing else, like not nothing else to do, but there's nothing else that he can do. Yeah, yeah, he's he's holding the head of what is essentially the last uh, person of his kind that he knows of that's trying to kill his adoptive homeworld. Mm-hmm. And he's looking a family, like, right in the eye as he's trying to do it. There's, like, if you look at it, like, somebody says, I, th- I think somebody said, why don't they, j- why, does- why didn't he just uh, gouge his eye out or try something like that? It just, like, it, it, all of it felt justified to me. A Batman killing? Mm. I I feel like, Christopher Nolan worked really hard to give us three films where it he shows like, he he doesn't no guns yeah, yeah he just doesn't do that and so it would feel very strange that the next film that follows up uh, is okay with him killing but I I just don't think it's anything to worry about at this point yeah just we literally just have to wait and see yeah yep um so that's Deadpool um. Bat v soup. Bat v soup, and uh, Legends of Tomorrow is just feels like this big hype machine. I there's so it premiered, much. Right? I, it uh, or not d- yet? Not yet. Oh, okay. Not yet. Um, Wait, are you sure? I don't know anymore. I'm pretty. sure. I've been in a cave, but it's well. If, but it so, ha- but, if it has, I still need to see it. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that still means that neither of us have seen it. <laughs> but um, I, it it is. Getting a lot of hype, though, and a ton of advertising. Um, a number of people I know uh, are excited to watch it. I just don't... I'm, I'm very strange in my TV habits. Everyone mm-hmm. asks me, hey, did you see this? Like, did you catch X-Files? There's another thing that... I didn't see that either. Yeah. But I've, I've been... Me and my girlfriend, Desiree. Right. For, like, almost a year now, have been watching it all on Netflix. Yes. And there's nine seasons with at least 20 episodes every season that are an hour long. It's a right. fucking tough thing to get through. <laughs> but we're in season nine, almost finished with it, and it premiered, and I missed it, but yeah, will get there. Um, yeah, so it did premiere last night. Um, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, oh. No, yeah, yeah, sorry to go backwards. Um, but yeah, so we'll be... I'll I'll make sure that I watch that for next week and we can discuss since it's so like um, new. But yeah, uh, X Files I never jumped into. I me neither until it was on Netflix. And then and you're like, why De- not? Well, Desiree was like, I used to watch this as a kid, and I never watched it because I thought it was boring. I was super into aliens and monsters, but that's 
that's what the show's about without necessarily showing you a lot of it. Yeah. And so now being older, I can enjoy it. But as a kid, it's not like a... Right, you wanted the payoff. Yeah, I wanted like a lot of monster screen time. Yeah, and uh, the sort of um, veiled hiding the... A lot of in the shadows, like, oh, yeah. did you see that thing move really quick? It's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can just remember seeing it on and it was one of those things where I... I was like in the nineties going, this feels very nineties. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like in the thick of it and could be like, "Mm, I wonder what this is going to be like when I'm a decade older or two decades older. Um, But it looked like, cause we aired the, um, we aired the episode in the shop here because they were doing like a, yeah, they were doing like a live tweet of that through XSN um because we had a group come in and talk about it um and it it looked good it looked like a a good um update visually at least yeah cuz uh i've read i've read around a lot that a lot of people hated that first episode mm. of the new x-files really yeah what what I, were some of the arguments the only one that was like clearly uh explained to me i guess was that mm. In the first episode, they are, they like try and remind you of what happened in previous X Files series. Yes. While updating you, while explaining why they're back, and also like trying to make you care again. Oh, so it was like almost what the sort of Han and Leia, like, let's just fill you in real quick on a lot. Probably the whole episode of that. Um, I, I'm sure there's almost an, a, a sort of obligatory, like, let's just get to it so we can get to the episodic, yeah. like, like, that's probably why they had the two day premiere because everyone said, right. I mean, well, not, every, I don't want to say everyone, but the people right. I talked to about it enjoyed the second episode way more. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I haven't had anyone come in the shop, um, like enraged. I think I heard positive things. Usually if the backlash is, like, hard, I'll hear about it the next day. I also, like, I mean, I know a lot of people love X-Files, but it also doesn't seem like the kind of thing that's uh, garners a, yeah. a, a rage yeah. or an absolute love. Right, yeah. I, um, I, I feel like the niche, like, audience that was there... Um, probably has only got a little little more. You know what I mean? It's just probably hearkening back to that crowd that's like, I just want it back. Yeah. You know? And to resolve whatever issues may not be resolved. I don't know. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Um what else has happened? Iron Fist was oh, cast in that's secret. Right. In the in the shadows of Shadow. of some Marvel office somewhere. Uh they I forgot who said it. There's the CEOs and the producers and whatever, but one of just those, letters on people. Yeah, one of the letter people uh, <laughs> said that Iron Fist has been cast, but is in a basement hiding away somewhere for now. That was the actual quote. Yeah, I was surprised that they went with that and published yeah. that because it was kind of shady. Um, no, uh, who would you hope that it would be, or who would like? Mi- 
make you excited to find out that he had been cast? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, uh, I feel like it's weird to say, but, it, well, or, or not, it just has to be said, hopefully he's Asian. Yes. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Like, it was the same thing with the Daredevil, where I didn't, I didn't know, like, who would be good Daredevil, because their face to their face is going to be covered most of the time. Right. Which is true of all the superhero movies, but I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I, um, the, uh, actor that plays Glenn on Walking Dead. Hmm? What's, what's, oh. uh, um, um. oh my God, we're great. <laughs> we're doing great with these names. Um, I th- I want to say um, Stephen is his first name. Steve Yoon. Steve Yoon. Yes. We're we're winning right now. Yes. I'm also looking it up on IMDb. Great podcasting. Um. Wow, he's far too deep. Really? How did what? I? Oh, yep. Steve, you were right. Okay. Um. Because if I was wrong, he, man, I think he'd be great. Yeah, I could see that. But he seems to be the kind of, like... I was going to say, let me see his picture real quick. He seems to be the kind of guy that it's, like, just because he's, like, one of the few Asians that, for whatever reason or another, like, has... Other than he is a talented guy and, like, was was cast perfectly as Glenn, Uh it's sort of... That's kind of a a commentary on the fact that it's, like, because he's the one of a handful that we can think of, like, he's the the best choice. So if it's a no name, I mean, no matter what, I always feel that way that a no name is, is probably one of the better ways to go about it just because any person, you know, it's just going to be kind of them in that suit. Yeah. And their star text like comes with that. And I feel like that's, that's definitely why so many people were opposed to Ben Affleck, Batman. Yeah. Batflick. Yeah. And then they saw him in the cape and cowl, and it was like, kind of like, oh, yeah, it's this, okay. this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> this feels but, uh, right. Um, I Yeah, I wonder if they were just keeping it secret just because it's so fresh, or if it'd just be better. Because the thing about if you cast a no-name, I would imagine you'd want some sort of rollout before, a little bit of a rollout yeah, before. but I also think it's like a little down the way that yeah. he'll definitely have Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. When they announced all the plans that they had for these Netflix Marvel heroes, um, he was the one I was most excited for. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I wanted to see how they'd approach the tone of sort of this like mystic martial arts side of him. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm excited uh, that that's he's also. I don't think he, he's never been in anything, right? Like, oh, even so far, just like as a no, like not even a, a mention or yeah. or a cameo in any of the Marvel properties before the cinematic. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that one. Um, we have uh, we have um, some books to talk about that we do. Oh, real quick, yes, unrelated, kind of related. I mean, Walking Dead's a comic. If you read the comic, you. you Probably might not, and you most likely watch the show. Yes. Steve Yoon. Steve Yoon? Yes. Uh, he, well, this is also very specific to L.A. He 
and his brother own a restaurant that is a, uh, I forgot what the fusion is, but it's a fusion restaurant. Really? Damn it. I'm really dropping the ball on this. But <laughs> You went in hard and you were I, like, oh, I think it's shoot. called the bun shop. The bun shop? I could be wrong. That could be a, a whole different restaurant. But yes. It's, uh, his brother was a food truck guy. And then they just joined forces and opened up a restaurant that you could go to. And like the wood paneling on the wall is reclaimed wood from the old Santa Monica Pier. And it's wow. real fancy. And So what? neighborhood are we talking that it's oh, at man uh, uh, i don't remember like, is it in the valley let's just let's do process of elimination i don't think so okay then i'm not going just kidding um it, it, it's like it should come up if you look up the steve bun Yoon shop or steve Yoon restaurant la that was the best plug i think i've yeah. ever heard for anything oh, <laughs> Okay, so uh, Fusion, Walking Dead themed Fusion. Oh, well, it's not like Walking Dead themed. It's no, just, it is. It's just owned by that guy on it's, the Walking it's Dead. It's going to follow him everywhere. <laughs> it is. It's called the Bun Shop. Holy shit. Fuck nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, man, it's taking forever to open. <laughs> uh, here at Meltcast 3.0, we uh, do hours and hours of research um, then- before each episode. It's uh, a Korean Mediterranean fusion in Koreatown. Okay. In K Town. In K Town. So when uh, Melody takes oh, yeah. us yes. to K Town and shows us how to live it up, yeah. then, then we'll, we'll, we'll have the to stop shop. there. Yeah. It'll be one of how many? She said there's like five, six th- stops you make. I think yeah? it's the five. There's the five oh. levels, but I. Yeah, I don't know how many stops that entails because I think one of the levels was pre gaming, which I was like, oh, I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's it for the news. A um, lot of speculation, um, no hard facts for the week. Um, but keep those juicy little tidbits and let the imagination run. So, we're going to move on to the picks of the week. Picks of the week. And. Um, what what two did you pick? I have Blubber from Gilbert Hernandez. I think that's the perfect place to start. All right. Perfect. Blubber. Blubber. Written by Gilbert Hernandez. <laughs> uh, I was kind of surprised that there was a number two because I, I feel like I talked about number one on Meltcast, mm-hmm. but it came out kind of a while ago. Yeah, that I just assumed it was a one shot. What deal. do you uh, What do you recall from Blubber Number One that stuck out with you? Uh, it's a lot of weird stories, which the same can be said about this one. That I was, uh, I just saw Gilbert Hernandez did it, and I said, "Sure, I'll buy it." It was real strange. Uh, it's it was uh, not animals, but creatures kind of interacting in their environment that were real. Can I look through it while you? Explain. Oh, I'm a. I'm a preface. I'm a preface this. I'm pretty sure there isn't a page in this comic that doesn't have someone's penis out. Yep. I. Yep. I mean, I. As soon as I turned the page, uh, which was like understood that to be true. Okay. It, it was. It. It was a little confusing when I was reading through. I was like, "Is there a, something I'm missing? I'm gonna have to like go back and reread it to maybe find some subtext." 
but. of why there's so many penises on yeah. every panel. Penis and um, like you know, I think it's just shock value. It's like the the Donald Trump of uh, art. Halfway through, it kind of I it made me. Or think Donald like... Trump is the living <laughs> phallus of just stupidity. Go on. It it made me think of like super bad where he said that right. like like one in ten kids just like draws dicks draws all dicks. the time. Yep. And that's this is what that is. There's somebody like, there's this panel right here that I'm pointing to. The listeners can't read. Yes. I, I just just read those read those word bubbles. Wild dicks. So you're behind this. And Kawamo. Two big dick people. Dick people just, just get, kind of pop out from behind the bush that were And then he just like smashes their heads together. Yes. And then their their dick eyeballs um <laughs> just go exploding. It, yeah. So uh I don't know if I'll say I see why this is your pick of the week, but it's interesting. <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh, it reminded me a lot of Johnny Ryan. I, right, I, I see that. I was like, this is right up his alley, right up his dick alley, <laughs> right up his dick alley. <laughs> um, man, it's it's hard to almost like give a synopsis okay yeah let's play this game give me a synopsis of this of like what happens in terms of a narrative not mentioning any dick uh just say throughout the book not much actually because it's like anthology so there's Mm -hmm. four stories with kind of reoccurring characters like right up top the first page is uh pussy who is an adult superstar pussy and she kind of comes up a few times, and then there's like Tack Man and uh, Boatman, and I forgot what the other guy's name is. Uh, oh no, Marshman! Like they kind of come up, and I don't know what they are in their worlds. Mm-hmm. They kind of seem like superheroes, but like real original Tarzani type heroes, where they just go fight things. Yeah, it felt very. Much like um, the sequence in heavy metal where um, he becomes a like strong man in the in the movie. I've not seen the movie. It's okay. It's a rite of passage. I didn't see it until like right before we did the big event. Okay. But um, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's anymore. But it feels very much like that sort of fantasy world where. There's like this strong man that's like fighting off the uh just through my flipping through it, it looks like just um guy fighting various dick monsters. A There's, lot of It's just like we're the, trying to like sell it and it's like wow, it really is It's like you you just gotta like Gilbert Hernandez. Yep. And it's Well it's even, it's chock it, I think we should mention it's chock full of jokes. Yeah, there's Yeah, yeah. Real adult humor. Yeah, that's definitely. Like real adult child humor. You just, even if you like Gilbert Hernandez, it's kind of probably going to like make you question it a little bit. Yeah, which it's not something that shows up too much in his other books. Not like this. No, no. Um, all of the, um, what is it, Luba and um, Love and Rockets. Love it. Love, 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 love and Rockets. <laughs> Um, those are those are a lot more grounded. Yeah. So this is like this is a sort of like I'm gonna have fun 
Yeah, um, which I, I feel like that was the the initial initial idea for the mm-hmm. first one, and then I feel like this is him just living out like like when I was a kid drawing dicks on everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, cool. That's number two. I know that we have a lot. Uh, I forget whose pick of the week this was. I definitely saw it up. I think it's, it was probably Gaston's. Yeah, and it was like four mature readers. Um, yeah, which we don't su- surprisingly we don't carry that much uh, in the store because um, you think that there'd be some section that we'd have sort of like blocked off where it's Ooh. like yeah, but I think it's just because we have so many kids that stroll through here. We're just like eh, let's just. Well, I don't know if you do. You remember there used to be. There was yeah. like when I first started here, and then I think I don't, I don't think it. Even though we mentioned it was his pick of the week, I think Gaston was just like, eh, we don't like we're doing kids classes and stuff here now. Yeah, it's like one book every once in a while that we clearly mark off. Like, yo, don't yo. don't flip through this yeah. unless you're also. There's the like a weird. Uh... It's weird looking in a section that says for mature readers like that. It's awkward. Oh, yeah. yeah, to just peruse yeah. and shop. Yeah, yeah. That's why the internet exists. Yes. That's why. So you can do that without the guilt. Um, there. What's funny is I wouldn't have thought – I know that Brandon Graham um, also does um, some light, um, yeah. more alluding um, sort of porny – uh, comics than actually like showing well, he does it more artistic he, he in in his in in his comics later work there's yeah. his porn comics right which he actually did which are um way or the other way yeah um but it it's like I kind of wanted to get away from the subject of dicks but then the, the first page of your pick yep is uh is is stalagmites um growing from the ground on this like, uh, alien planet. That look like dicks. They're like, and this is in the sure book uh, "Profit Earth War" issue number one from Image. This is a Brandon Graham book. Um, very clearly understand his art style um, if you know him, um, and um, and uh, there's um, a team that he's usually rolling in with uh, Simon Roy. Um, which helped him with the story, and then we have um. Oh, I will try this because I'm <laughs> I'm okay at names. Giannis, Mila, Milano Giannis. Wow. Okay, it's easy when the first name is kind of like the last name. Yeah. Um, but he's also helping on this art, and if you've read any of the Prophet books before this, you understand that um, it is a really trippy uh scientific world that they bring to it that is also accessible it's not such a cold world um that there's all these rules but this is this is definitely an issue of the prophet mythos that i feel like brandon's like i'm i'm world building i'm mythology building I'm taking the concept of these many clones that are all from one person, John Prophet, um, and um, I'm I'm setting their journeys. Um, and it, it, compared to King City, 
or Multiple Warheads, which are books that Brandon did where it's um, a lot about fun. Um, this book's fun for something completely um, for a different sort of payoff, but this is definitely... I, I feel like him setting a sort of like Asimov or Tolkien or like his approach of just like, how can I go really high concept mm-hmm. and like, and define a world. And so there's a, a pretty cool set of moments where our old man prophet clone is sitting with a, a clone that looks basically like the younger version of himself and they're having a heart to heart about what they they trust of this coming war because this the way that they define this war is it it feels like they're so close to peace to to so many of the people um uh having peace but the old man just doesn't trust it um and um there's a lot there's camps that they've set up in um, that they're sort of biding their time until some catalytic event um, happens, which we don't get to in this book. It's just very much reminding you who are the main characters in the prophet um, universe and then what role are they going to play. Uh, so there's so many different things like the the all-crystal is this like weird sentient deity crystalline character that these um like bishops are are praying to um and the design i i felt like that looked like a very brandon graham-esque like the bishop looks like this sort of semi-elephant elephant with four eyes his mat mouth looks like a long row of interlocking fingers. Yes, like a um Venus flytrap almost. Yes. yes. Um yeah, and so it's a it's it was nice to get uh another Brandon Graham book mm. that wasn't necessarily like Island Island's a lot of fun. Um but man, they are big. They they are and yeah, and one of those did come out this week. Yes. So he had a pretty good week. Um and they published it a little differently. The first one was honestly a small trade. Yeah. This one was like an oversized, just big floppy issue. Yeah. Um, so I um, I think it was a big week for him, and I enjoyed uh, both books. If you want to return to the Prophet Universe, um, take advantage of that this week, because we have Prophet Earth War issue number one from Image. Nice. Uh, my other pick... I actually can't talk much about because what is it? I didn't finish reading it. I think what? Tense, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, world. But it's like we're 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 hovering around a C minus right now. I know, but it's the Hellboy Winter Special. Okay. Which? What was special about it that you did read? Tim Sale does the art in the first story. In the first story, okay. There's it's. Two stories by Mike Mignola with like two of those, each of those stories has a different writing partner. And then we have uh, two other stories, one by Chelsea Kane and the other one by Dean Rankine. But uh, 
that, as far as I know, I, I, in my limited time with comics, have not seen a Tim Sale Hellboy comic. No. Yeah. So yeah. I, I was like, that's, what? Yeah. And uh, someone who's been around a lot and they have not taken on a specific, like, prolific character. Mm. It's, it's interesting to see. And I'm gonna. I also. Uh, oh well, I guess that's the next. That's the last page. But uh, I've been a fan of Tim Sale for a while now, and uh, it was just interesting to see. But there's not like much yeah. Hellboy in it. Yeah. Oh I yeah. I kind of wanted to see like. Oh, his depiction of. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, his his feels very much like a uh, in the because it's not. It's not that much. It's just like yeah. six or eight pages worth. Mm-hmm. Eh, Ten or twelve. Um, yeah, it. I. I. I see how he. If once we get the depiction, because I'm assuming. Did, have you heard anything about him doing more? Yeah. Is this is this just a one shot winter special? I believe so. Oh, okay. Man, yeah. I, I feel like I I would have wanted to see him actually draw the guy. The big guy. The big red guy with the big red fist. Yeah. All of this art is really... Their artists that they got on this issue all seem to understand the tone of, of BPRD and Hellboy. Mm-hmm. And it's not one of those where it's super distracting that everyone is doing their take on it. These all feel very cohesive and and uh similar aesthetics. Oh my gosh. Turn <laughs> turn yes, turn straight to a page that one of the female characters just gets a book that says Puberty, a young lady's guide to mood swings, pimples, and popularity. I I wonder if that's an actual book that's being cited. Regardless, go read it. Read every Hellboy you can. Yeah. Uh, that's a very binge-worthy yes. series. And it's one of those where it's gone on so long, and it's not a discredit to the series to say that, like The Walking Dead, if you go somewhere like one of the conventions, um, any of the like major conventions, there's those $5 trade booths yeah. that you go to and there's going to be lots of Hellboy, lots of BPRD, lots of Walking Dead simply because they've like they've pushed beyond the point of of those books like like there's so many precious books that it's like when they come out it's like oh man, uh, I need that one. These are like we're past that point of not precious but like you need to have it. Need to have it and so, it's also like still shareable where it's not something that like right. yeah. anybody has. And it and it's the marketing that's totally in it too. Like the the trades of like Walking Dead, Invincible, um Hellboy, those that have tons of trades, there's no disruption of continuity too much. You'll get like a self contained trade every once in a while but you can just pretty much work through all those pretty well it's a serialized story that isn't broken up too much um that's that's hellboy um 
in in my eyes. So if you haven't started it, you can find a lot of those trades. Definitely can do that here. I know we have yeah. we actually the, when we stock up on Hellboy, we get like a that lot. yeah, just just um Hellboy on Hellboy on Hellboy. Um so I would I would highly recommend um jumping in if you haven't at this point because it's one of those where you can just get hooked and then finish before you even realize you started pretty much. Mm. Okay, uh then we'll go to my last pick of the week which was Suicide Squad Most Wanted, Deadshot and Katana. Now, last week we talked about Suicide Squad and um the uh second trailer that we got that a lot of people loved and I photoshopped our faces onto uh, the three featured in the in the middle of the cast of um, Suicide Squad, and you reposted that on Instagram. That that got more um, responses than I thought that it would. It was just like something I threw together for us for like a thumbnail, and it was fun. Um, this issue was really great because it. Um, it it does what it says, which is set up for both Deadshot and Katana. Mm-hmm. So in a oh this is this can sort of tie into one thing we didn't talk about in terms of like speculative news. Um, there was a rumored or maybe not so rumored um, article or two that came out saying uh, that DC might go through a reboot of their comics, oh, yes. which. It's easy that it slipped my mind because, again, it's just the week of speculation. Like, we got it as a sort of, like, thing that could excite some people who are maybe, like, frustrated with the way that the DC continuity... There's just, like, a... When you reboot, you need to know... I, I you, you need to have, like, an endpoint. I feel like you're working towards, and I don't necessarily know if they did... Or like a midpoint or something like that. I think they did a really good job of rebooting, but then once it once it came time to like, I I just feel this this okay. Like if they were to reboot and reapproach it and just think about it, I'd be okay with it. Um, but I know that that upsets some some comic readers. I also feel like a lot of these reboots are just. Uh, I'm sure. For some books, it's a reboot, but like, it's just renumbering them, mm-hmm. which is kind of just a, a, a minor pain in the ass. Which that's why when DC like said that they were going to do it, I just trusted that they would actually do a hard reboot. Marvel, and I don't think that I, I mean I'm not as enraged by the hard reboots, the soft reboots that Marvel does. Yeah, that. That's annoying to me just because I want to jump in. There, I want to jump in. We definitely in. had the soft reboots before. I feel like Secret Wars is... is uh, supposed to be a hard... It's a hard reboot, but it's yeah. more like... It's exactly how you said it. A hard reboot? Like, go up Like, we're, we're getting new series that are, like, the after effect of Secret Wars, but we're also getting, like, Howard the Duck back, which had started before Secret Wars. It's same same with the... Uh, Silver Surfer like I, I talked Silver about Surfer. that and I like Dan Slott I like that book but I looked at the cover I saw the number one and I was like I felt deja vu yeah because I was like this just got its number one and so so 
for me, the hard reboot is is a stance is being like, yeah. no, we're going to reboot, and we're going to think about it. We're going to retool it, and it's it is going to be a thing we're going to commit to. I like that more. I I know that some people I feel like just don't like s- such a stance like that, or yeah. probably just are like, please just like think about it and let it play out and things like that. I know Dave Baker, who's been on our our show before, did not take he, yeah. to that at all. But he also got he also somebody said the same thing that I thought, which was, well, Marvel does this too. Like yeah. it's these like several like times over soft reboots and he said it's apples to oranges that's did, how he felt did they say what this reboot would in necessarily entail well that it's uh, again speculation yeah that it uh would like getting rid of titles or the, yeah titles. i'm sure there's going to be some but they want it to better mirror their cinematic universe which um Depending on the books that you do, I'm I'm okay with that. But it's also kind of like, is this why Snyder's Batman's coming to an end? Was that something that oh, was yeah. just already happening? You know what I mean? Because Snyder was doing such a good job. I know. I I, I, know. I used to tell Holly this all the time. Like I I fear for the day that Scott Snyder is no is, longer writing Batman. Yeah, I mean he's delivered so well that it's like if he wants to like if he could absolutely leave yeah. if he wants to yeah. but i mean i'm just like who? it's it'll just be a sad sad day how do you follow that yeah um i uh, uh it, this the reason i brought this up is because in suicide squad most unwanted are the dead shot that we have right now uh-huh. doesn't look like will smith when he's in dead shot garb yeah he does he looks like what Will Smith looks like. But it's a white character. And we get a we get a new basically dead shot. Um and I'm and this is Suicide Squad is one of the uh DC titles I'm um lesser versed in than so many of the other ones just because I I was I grew up and was a kid that was very much about the the more godlike characters, you know, godlike archetypes and the sort of band of rebels. Those that was something I was getting into like kind of when I was a teenager, but like I I just didn't know as much about Suicide Squad. So it's very possible that we have gotten this Deadshot character before, but he feels new to me. Um his name's Will Will Evans. And it's funny because they say that once and then they just refer to him as Will the uh-huh. entire time. So I was like, oh, okay. This Not is like this is Willie Will- or yeah. something. This is Will Smith. <laughs> um and he comes in with this very prototypical um deadshot suit already on. Um and is meant to basically supplement. I'm sure he's gonna take over for Deadshot, uh Mr. Floyd. Um and uh um what this sets up not just for him um the Will Smith um archetype fill in um is uh, uh our our true deadshot uh Floyd he is teamed up with Will and they uh they are supposed to take out all these marks 
of uh, henchmen that are for the leader Che, which he he adopts that name. Uh-huh. So it's a weird like he really basically they say it like he really liked Che, so he named himself that. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so they're taking out all the mercenaries, and then Floyd Deadshot is like, I don't want to be here anymore. He takes off on a motorcycle and goes to the mansion where his father is. And he's basically saying, um, please, let me kill my father. So he's trying to beat somebody to the punch of killing his dad, uh-huh. which I thought was a really cool uh, last moment to leave the Deadshot story on. Then we go into the Katana um, storyline, and there we're introduced to the sort of uh, the cobra like legion basically that the the cobra yeah yeah cobra is is their collective name and um they look like the sort of cobra people of of GI Joe um but also like parademons so this was another like um thing that i already knew was um rooted in DC um, the Cobra troopers and things like that. Um, so they've they've reappeared in this, and Katana is fighting a number of them and trying to rescue uh, people um, from this mansion. And they get into the mythology of her sword, basically. And her sword... Um, um, she 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 is about to possibly kill somebody and they say your sword i saw and she's like you can see the souls of its victims imprisoned within it very few can so it was a cool little moment where she's about to kill somebody and then was like oh you see all the people that i've killed not so many people get to do that yeah. and so then i think she shows mercy cuz she's like there's something special about this one and then um the rest of the book, uh, as it pertains to her, is her just being a badass and taking down so many different people. And usually if there's no story and it's just like just ra- just action the entire time, I'm, I'm kind of like, that's annoying. Um, give me some actual substance. But th- this was drawn so well and, um, and flowed really nicely that I was like, okay, this is this is some good action. It makes me excited for how she's going to play out in the film. Yeah. Um, because I don't doubt she's probably going to be one of the fan favorites of of the movie. The way that they've already shown her and just her as like a, a strong um, character, I think, I think she's going to be one of the favorites. Um, I saw your eyes go big at the very last little advertisement in there for yeah go big or go home for the dark knight 3 it's wow that's uh... i mean uh, it looks cool it's a big box set of what i assume are the hardcover single issues for the dark knight 3 right uh which we've had uh two for already yes it's funny because the issue will come out and two weeks later the hardcover will come out and for the issue and it's sort of like what like but then I remember they're doing this box set for it which uh, I mean it looks great yeah but I also kind of I was like that this seems a bit a bit soon maybe I don't know yeah I don't know if it um if they if it's how they released um 
uh, Killing Joke. Uh-huh. But it, yeah, it, 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 there's at least a collection like The Killing Joke um, that uh, they do that, they did that for. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, at the, while it was coming out that they did that? That's, like, that's, that's what I'm, that's... what I don't know about. But uh, I, I like that. I like whenever they do a, something not not of the usual yeah. norm of of uh, just here's an issue that's really good because they've both been good issues yeah really good issues and i'd be interested to see how they do the mini comics in there with this oh, hardcover yeah. yeah which come to find out green lantern's getting a mini in there yeah i i don't know if it's uh this third he, one he does not. all the art for the mini comics right or is that just yeah. the first one yeah frank miller okay awesome. yep yeah, so it's kind of that's it's. I I wonder how much it's like. All right, we're gonna play within your world. I'll write it. You can do these mini comics, but but the mini comics don't feel like they're just tacked on. They they feel like it's it's definitely expanding. Yeah, and it and it changes sort of the way that you read it because there's times where I'm like I'll read it right now as it's inserted into the book. There's other times where you read it after. Yeah, and I know with the first issue there's all this um action taking place in Candor. Mm-hmm. Um in the mini comic that Syncs up with the last bit of information of, you get. Yeah, for the main issue. Yeah. So um, it was it, it it was a it was a good one. And then the Adam, um, oh poor Adam. Um, he has some stuff happen to him in the second one. Um, that uh, yeah, it's now now that I'm remembering all of it. Um, it's gonna be interesting because I if if you would have told me that they're Remaking the Dark Knight three, I would not expect Candor to be one of the main like points like, of yeah. it, and uh, and it's already like surprised me pretty pleasantly. So, have you seen anyone open the hardcovers? Like, are they in there? Uh, no, just because of our usual like hardcover policy, which is you keep it in the wrapping. Yeah, just because anyone, especially, I mean, if you're selling it, you you want to sell right. Right. Um and so that's why for the longest time I could not get um the Incal. Like cuz they let me um they let me read the books here so that I can sell them. Yeah. But not open up like yeah. hardcovers like that. And that that was driving me nuts cuz I wanted to know like what does it look like inside? Incal? Yeah. Uh yeah, they opened one up. Oh. And so I oh, admittedly oh. have that right now. And I'm just treating it like the most precious thing because I need to read this thing. I need to read the Incal. And it's funny because there's so many times where on like a Thursday night after new books have come out, it's the shift following new books that I work. Thursday nights, I'll come home and I'll have a just big stack of things that I already had a big stack of. And I, I'm good about I I'm I'm good about actually getting them read. Um, and getting them back so I'm not just, like, hoarding and being very Smeagol-esque and, like, hanging on to them. Um, but I look like I have a problem as I enter the door of just, like, like too many books. I just also have a good problem of getting them read. I, I'm currently... 
I used to like have them all read yeah. each week on time, perfect. And now, yeah, <clears throat> there was like one week where I could, I just couldn't read my books. Yeah, and that has ruined me. Yeah, um, I, I've stopped like trying to keep up on so many um, single issue titles. Yeah, just because it is like hard to keep all the stories straight. But there'll be those weeks where like a like six or seven trades come out that are exactly what I wanted is when it's like, we have work to do. And it's funny because I I told Francisco, I was like, oh man, I got to get some of these red before I'm like tired and like just sort of dozing off while you read and stuff because I want to know it. And he's like, he's like, you're not building a building, man. You can't get just tired from like reading and stuff like that. I was like, no, I need to like ingest it. I yeah. need to know. I need it to like be embedded so that way we don't wander at the beginning of of the podcast but um yeah so that's sort of uh i i feel like anyone that's knows and is buying the books and reading week to week has have all had that familiar feeling of oh my gosh i'm going to go into my hole now and just read 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 um yeah those are those picks of the week for me um you're flipping through I'm what flipping through because I saw this and I couldn't read it upside down. Oh, yeah. That's... Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. Um, we're seeing a picture of Joker. In a, in a straitjacket, all bloodied up, but he's laughing. And drooling. Mm-hmm. A 64-page prestige format, one shot set before the events of The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. That's, that's interesting. Uncover the event that ended Batman's war on crime. Ah, so we're talking about before the Dark Knight returns, where he's, like, been on hiatus. So, yeah, I'd want to know that. That's written by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. That's, like, I saw saw you turn to this page earlier, and I I was kind of surprised, because I thought, whoa, I thought... I was I was kind of under the impression that Dark Knight Three was going to be like Frank Miller's kind of like I'm done. Yeah, um, I, this probably a 64 page prestige format one shot, so it's probably midway through. Yeah, uh, because it's coming out February 2016. Damn. Um, yeah, so maybe it could provide more insight, but yeah. I I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, the Dark Knight Returns universe is. Is fun, yeah, and I enjoy it. And um, I'd want to know, I'd want to know about that side. Um, and uh, John Romita Jr. and uh, Bill Shankowich are, um, I think I said that right, yeah, Shankowich are doing the art, and that's probably one of the better um, Romita Jr. things that I've seen. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that that. Immediately, I would spot that as Romita Jr. And he has a pretty I, distinct style. Yeah, and it wasn't until you, you said that that I was like, all right, these lines on his shoulder, the way the blood is on right. his jacket. I yeah. can see that being... But I've but it, he has a very... Um, I don't... I don't... I haven't seen him do too many, like, like creepy villain-looking. Mm-hmm. Usually, it's like um, when I think about his oh, Superman yeah. book, like Ulysses was sort of his foil, and he looked a lot like Superman, you know, There's so... A, he did Captain America early on in the Red Marvel Sc- Now. Yeah. And uh it was when he was in Dimension Z and I I like the the monsters he drew for Dimension Z. Yeah. 
Yeah, he has a he has a very um, specific heroic face that he does a lot, um, and is but this is like a really good take on Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, this is just something we saw in the pages uh, for Dark Knight Returns: The Last Crusade um, is being advertised. Check that out in February. Whew. So uh, yes. recap: a lot of lot of hearsay, a lot of things yet to be confirmed, which is all the more reason for you to listen and find out which details are true, which ones are false. Um, keep an eye out yourself for all the nerdy news. Um, our Twitter account for Meltcast is much more active now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've been uh, posting up there. So if you want to tweet at us, Give us a topic that you want us to talk about or um, a specific issue that you liked in Picks of the Week um, or want to tease out some of the um, theories that we have during the news portions. Uh, Just tweet at us. We'll be good about tweeting back. Um, And that's pretty much it for for this week. So thank you for listening. Eddie, you can wake up now. We have to open up the store. Uh, Make sure you come to the Peanuts Art Gallery. I mean, it's our gallery next Friday. It's yep. going to be nuts. And uh, it's going to be nuts. Peanut gallery. Nuts. Peanuts. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day.